Steve and Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, uh, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Pusella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, coming to you from the home of the since 1925, can you believe it's almost 100 years, Grand Old Opry. Nashville. Yep. Nashville, Tennessee. Neither one of ball. us feel like we're going to leave here anytime soon. Nope. Nope. Spent about one day in Ohio. Mm-hmm. That was good enough. That was good enough. We saw Tennessee's it. a blast. I wish we would have stopped in Kentucky. Yes, we'll go back. We mm-hmm. have lots of things we're going to go back and see. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free, and I hope you know by now. Hope. Hope. <laughs> like yesterday. That we have solved due diligence, phase one due diligence with a product called parcelfact.com. You quite simply put in the state, the county, the assessor parcels number, uh, assessor's parcel number, the uh, property in question pops up anywhere in the country. And all the stuff that we think is important to complete phase one due diligence, the six A's that we talk about in the program, is at your fingertips within seconds. Check it out, parcelfactfact.com. Evan wrote, how does one... Oh, I'm testing this. How does one feel about mailing the counties that was hit by the hurricane in Florida? I, I put this in your show oh, for a reason. Oh, I don't feel good about that. If I already sent the mail out already, you know, I'm not going to. And I would explain. I didn't mean to do that. Who knew? I mean, this went out a week ago or a month ago, whatever it was. It was planned out before the hurricane. But now specifically targeting the that community, I'm not a fan. I, because it, 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 it hmm. sure there's people that would be loving the cash. I, I can, me, I can uh, see uh, positive things to it, but the, the negative that could be it, could, taken from it is too great. I think. I think it's an outrage. So uh, I think that it's a direct. You're directly kicking people when they're down and taking advantage of them. I think that, yeah. like Jill said, there's we every time there's a forest fire in the southwest. Uh, we get this question. Uh, we got a ton of these questions during Katrina. So, no, I, I don't think this is okay at all. Yeah. At all. The only way it's okay is if you sent the mailer out. Actually, we were in this situation where we sent the mailer out. And then a fire came. Something happened. A fire came. And mm-hmm. then people are calling us back saying, what kind of it's person like, are you that, like, you know. Check the date. Look at the like, date on the letter. Over and over again. We're Who like, knew? we're so sorry. This yeah. is not, we, we buy property in the area, we, you know. You can only explain that so so many times. Exactly. Please don't do this. Not joking around. It's not okay. Mm -hmm. Today's Jill Friday. She's going to talk about taking due diligence with a grain of salt. This is the meat of the show. So as I sit here in this bug infested bubble. (laughs) There's nothing bubble about it. There's like spider here. I don't know what that was over there. This there. I've got two mosquito things on, but we're having a ball. We really love it here. Um, So, oh my goodness. I wanted to talk about this today for just a few minutes because I wanted to make sure everyone's really clear on what's really needed how much time you should be spending on due diligence because i think sometimes people do due diligence overkill and and i get it but there's some things that are reliable some things are not and that's where the grain of salt comes in so let me let me back up here what are we talking about 
a deal comes back. I send out the mail, purchase agreement comes back. Now I'm looking at the deal online. I'm like, oh, this is great. Now I start to do my due diligence. Remember, we don't do it beforehand. Why would I waste the time doing all my due diligence on every property I'm going to mail when not everyone's going to agree to my price? So I, we send out all this mail by the thousands. This is Land Academy for just tuning in. We wait for the people to call us back or send them back. And then I kick in and go, all right, now let's get serious about it. This guy's agreed to my price. Do I still want it? And does this price even still work? Kind of thing. So there's there's a couple phases that we go through. First, my phase one due diligence is a six A's. If you're watching on YouTube, you can click around and find different, different uh, YouTube live events where I have specifically gone into my due diligence and showing how to do it in 15 minutes or less. For me, it's five minutes that I spend, if that, on a property. I'm quickly looking at the six A's um, to make sure that it just passes those tests. And then I, and then I decide to move forward. The six A's are access, affordability, acreage, attribute, alive, and adjacent. Uh, I don't need to get too much into them right now. There's other shows that you can learn and that you can go on Land Academy and, figure, and find our, you know, stuff that will talk about the A's or get into our online community and people will explain more about the A's. But so my first thing is I do is I go through those lists. If there's a fatal flaw in there, like alive, the person's uh, the person I'm talking to doesn't own the property. He thinks he owns it. He's the nephew of the of the cousin of the uncle, twice removed. Who he's like, I got this letter. I don't even know how it found its way to me. I started paying the tax bills a while back, but it's still in Grandpa's name, and they got divorced. Whatever it is, you know, kind of thing. And Grandpa died. Hold on a moment. This person may not even have the thing. So, or even like access good luck you know it's good luck trying to get there then that, that may not be a fatal flaw but for this property let's just say it is it's a half acre with no access okay 20 acres now somebody might be interested in that but or even a quarter acre or 0.1 acre with no access and no one can build on it because of the size of a cliff all right now we got some might be a fatal flaw so so that's the level one of due diligence, okay? And and like I said, so you can see, I'm only spending a few minutes on it. I can tell right then and there. Now, if it passes all those, now I'm going to my phase two due diligence. Like, okay, and this is probably 10% of the properties that come back that I'm looking at. Maybe a little bit more, but roughly 10 to 20%. I'm like, all right, now I'm pushing this one forward. Now I'm going to get into it and really do some work. And this is where people get hung up. And this is why I'm saying, take it with a grain of salt. They start digging in and and can spend hours slash days uh, thinking about surveys and soil reports and how much a well is going to cost and what kind of mobile will it support and if it has to be site built um, do I need to I'm going to talk to four builders and I'm going to see just who will even work in this area you know kind of thing you could take it to a level that you don't need to um, to find a good buyer so you have to have a cutoff point and in our business um and, and it's i think it's your this all started because of jack and jack taught me and jack knew early on 
you know, what's really important to, to, to flip these properties and to move on. And he taught me, and fortunately I'm not, I'm not cuckoo about due diligence and I'm not cuckoo about digging in. So I can, I can say, you know what, that's great. If it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. Hey, if it's worked for you for how many years before I came along and how many thousands of deals before I even came along, then it's good enough for me. And I'm trying to teach the rest of the people too. You're listening to us because we've got 16,000 deals more him than me, but we've done it. And I'm, I'm here telling you there's things that get all worked up about and there's things that are not. And some of the things too, you know, take it with a grain of salt because it may or may not be correct. What's one person that the county's telling you or one real estate agent or one neighbor next door? Like, oh, no one can build there. Are you sure about that? So your turn. Let's run through uh, a pretty real example uh, because we review people's deals and we're in our group every Thursday, you know, 10 or 20 of them. And I can tell by the way that their deals are presented and uh, the questions that are the follow-up questions by the person who's presenting it, whether or not they're taking this with a grain of salt or they're taking it to a place where it doesn't need to go. You got a purchase agreement it, uh, for $30,000. You have, it passes all the, the six A's. And so great. Let's now spend the next five minutes seeing if we can find some fatal flaw. Now, oh, and uh, we know we can sell it for for a uh, hundred grand. Mm-hmm. So my initial re- initial reaction is, we're going to do this deal. What happens with certain certain people? It's not the majority, but a certain number of people. They they start down the path of, well, I'm going to find something wrong with this deal. Mm. And that's when, and that's just, and again, it's the same accounting slash engineering type where you need they need to know mm-hmm. everything about that piece of property when and their the intention is well if i know everything about all the property i can communicate all of this to the person who's going to buy it i'm going to you know man i'm i'm awesome mm-hmm. i know everything about this property it's going to sell faster i might even be able to sell it more what ends up really happening is you find something wrong because mm-hmm. if you keep digging and digging and digging on any real estate deal, you're going to find something wrong. I'm going to add with the, the with the grain of salt thing though. Like, hold on a moment. What's a fault? What's a what's a issue to you? Might not be an issue to yeah. me. So as we're driving around the country right now, as you know, we're in Nashville. We're in our RV. You can see it behind us, and it's probably see our bikes hanging off the back there in the pretty water, right? Someone might have thought this property was was dumb. It was probably an, dumb. And at here's some an point. RV park now. Yep. It's a beautiful yes, use for it. Right? Example. Maybe it was zoned wrong. You can't. You certainly can't have agriculture stuff on this thing. You know. This um, might be the only use for this it's, property. It's kind of tight to get it. You know, so you couldn't really have a lot of houses here. But it's perfect for an RV park. So, grain of salt too is yin and yang. If you dig too deep in it, you, you might be excluding some buyers. Where I see this the most, Jill, and Jill, back me up here, is uh, soil content. Oh yeah. I agree. And I understand that soil content's important in Florida, like right. in places like Florida. Out west, it's not. But right. what's really important out west right now is water. Right. And so don't run a south content scenario uh, where you know it just doesn't matter. Soil content does not. I've, we've done th- tens of thousands of deals out west. And never talked about Never it. talked a per- about a perk test, not a single time in yeah. my entire life. It's like you, we that we bring it up. You can't do a deal in in the Midwest and most of the South uh, without first. T- hey, did it perk? And that that's all subjective. Don't get me started. And Jill's the, feels the same way. And so 
you may even if you've been burned on this perk situation in the past which i don't understand right don't make it contingent on every single deal in the future my point is too like especially with this due diligence and some of the specific things we're talking about there's workarounds for a lot of things too i mean we had a whole discussion you know a week ago on our advanced call like okay so what doesn't perk and we started talking about all these alternative water solutions yeah and waste and things like that there's all kinds of solutions you can come up with honestly i can i can wrap my part of this up on this concept ready and and uh Joe, we've talked about this many times on the show and amongst each other while we're doing these deals. If I buy a property for fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, I know it's worth eighty. If everything goes wrong, it doesn't perk. I didn't even try, and I'm not going to try to perk it. Or setbacks don't work, and the only usability is duck hunting or whatever. And I'm into this thing for what did I say? Twenty thousand? Fifteen. Fifteen. Can I sell it for thirty? Yeah, I did it all wrong. Is it still a smoking deal? Yep. At thirty, if the use is not really what I thought. Maybe it's going to be somebody's extra backyard. Yes. So money solves all of these things. And, Good. and so if you have one of these personality types, and my, my uh, general experience has been that people who do have that personality type are very, very conscious of the fact that they are one of these people. It's not like they're walking around saying, oh, you know, what do you mean I, I'm a weirdo? No, they know they're weirdos. So maybe to have a conversation with yourself and don't do diligence yourself out of a deal. I love it. That's a perfect ending. Happy you could join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Join us next week for another interesting episode. You're not alone in your real estate ambition. That was good. This is a good week. I'm really happy to be here. I'm really happy to be on the road. You know what's interesting about this is we do more and more of these shows from the road and we're not going back anytime soon, right? Yeah. Or if we do go back, we'll regroup and head back out again. There'll be, there's, you know, that we might do something like that. Just check on a few things and split again because this is great. <laughs> but, you know, this is Land Academy. This is what Land Academy is about. You know, we are buying and selling land all over the country. I don't have to be there. I don't have to be at my desk in my office. I need a computer. I need some internet. I need a phone that works. That's about it. So if this sings to you, check out Land Academy. Go to landacademy.com. Send a note to my team, support at landacademy.com. Schedule a call. We'll, we'll fill you in. Yep. We, we are Jack, Jack and Jill. Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.